0: I'm Joseph. And I'm Nick. And this is Fish Jelly. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're doing this on video because Nick is in France at the moment. Yes. I, man. The, May we... the actual city is called Cannes. huh. <laughs> like your address would be Cannes, France.
1: That's correct, yes, Okay. for the Cannes Film Festival, yeah.
0: Well, no, because uh, Sundance is in Park City, not Salt Lake City. Well, they're trying
1: to make that seem fancy when it's not.
0: Right, but. Or how
1: LAX is not in Los Angeles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, tired, but pleasant. Mm -hmm. You're pleasant? (laughs) Feeling pleasant. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I've
0: been sick the past few days. I spent all day friday and all day saturday in bed so that was not cute i'm starting to feel slightly better today after visiting the doctor so hopefully i will continue on that trajectory (laughs) so we will end the podcast talking about your trip uh to can thus far Mm. i figured we would go over a few things because a few shows um, well, the, the the big one that has premiered while you were gone is RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Seven, the All winner season. Um, you didn't get to watch it; I did. There were three episodes made available. So the um, the initial episode was split. I'm I'm sorry. There were two. I'm thinking of uh, Legendary on HBO. <laughs> there were two episodes that were dropped on the same day. Um but I'm not gonna go through all of it because you haven't seen it, so that'll be boring to you. But you know who the queens are. It's Jada Essence Hall, Jinx Monsoon, Monet Exchange, Raja, Shea Coulee, The Vivian, Trinity The Tuck, and Evie Oddly. So some things that were surprising were, I don't know if you noticed on social media, they were sort of teasing that there might be an additional queen joining. They had, I,
1: haven't, I haven't read, I've read zero nothing about anything. <laughs>
0: oh. well, they were posting like a few days beforehand, like there, there might be an additional queen joining. And then they show this person walk into the workroom with their face covered, like wearing a hat, kind of like Sia. Well, it turns out that it was Raven. So they add Raven to the mix. And you can see the queens are kind of like, uh, you haven't won anything but an Emmy. So I don't know why you're here. But then it turns out it's like a bit because then RuPaul comes in and says, like, no, like, (laughs) get out of here. So that was cute slash lame. So, of course, this season's different because we're told no one is going to be eliminated. And it's basically working on a point system. So the top two queens from each episode get a legendary legends badge which is similar to the repeater badge they give for the UK. Wait, so, to
1: stretch the vocab there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the top two get a legendary legends badge. And then in the end, the four queens who have the most badges get to participate in like a lip sync um to find out who the winner is. But to make it even more gaggy, the person who wins the lip sync of the top two, they get $10,000 and they get to block a queen from getting a badge the next episode. Okay, so of course, once they find that out, they immediately start thinking, well, how are we gonna strategize? Because what would make sense is, you would block the person who has the most badges so they can't get another one moving Mm -hmm. forward. So episode one, the top two are Monet Exchange and Shea Couleé. The challenge was they had to um, write a verse to RuPaul's song "Legends," (laughs) which was a song I didn't care for. Um, But episode one opens with um, the reading challenge. Jinx won that one. She was pretty damn funny, but they were all good. Um, But the top two, Shea Couleé and monet exchange they lip-synced to ella fitzgerald's uh, rendition of old mcdonald that was actually really fun and unexpected um mm. they both did a fine job but shea kool-aid won and shea kool blocked trinity implying that trinity is like her biggest competition okay okay episode two was the snatch game and this shit i have watched it Because I've been in, I was in bed all last night. Um, I watched the snatch game probably like twenty times. It is the, it's definitely the funniest one they've ever had. Okay, Um, I'm
1: looking forward to that.
0: Yes. So just to for people who are listening, I know you haven't watched it, but um, something that was different this time is that they had two snatch games, so each queen had to do two impersonations. So. Jada Essence Hall did Prince and the Lady Chablis. She looks just like the Lady Chablis, but her uh, performance as the Lady Chablis was kind of weak. Her rendition of Prince, you know how like when she, on Jada's season, when she did that thing with um, Jeff Goldblum, where she's like, look over there, because she didn't know what to say. She was kind of doing that as Prince. And it was pretty funny. Like Rue was laughing a lot. So it did work for her. Evie oddly did Rico Nasty, which or who I think is like a YouTube, like rapper. It was kind of silly. Like I didn't enjoy it. But then Evie oddly does the boogeyman because she says no one knows what the, like who the boogeyman is. So it can be anybody. And Evie does it like boogie. So not B-O-O-G-E-Y, but B-O-O-G-I-E. So he's kind of like a exploitation, like sexy man with an Afro who's being very flirtatious. I thought that worked really well.
1: Kind of like Boogeyman from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, right. (laughs) No, not like that.
0: Um, The Vivian did Joanna Lumley as Patsy from Absolutely Fabulous. That was okay, And then she did Catherine Tate um, as one of her characters from The Catherine Tate Show. You know, aesthetically, the Vivian's very good at like doing impersonation. I kind of thought the actual impersonations were middle of the road. Okay, Trinity the Tuck does Satan and Leslie Jordan. So as Satan, when RuPaul introduces her, she's like, you know, people refer to me as the devil, Michelle Visage, Lucifer. But you can call me Lucy with an I. And her entire shtick is being like, very extra gay. So that worked really well. And then as Leslie Jordan, of course, he made himself look like he could barely see over the counter. And Trinity's very good at that Southern accent. So I thought that was cool. Shea Huley did Elsa Majimbo and Miss J. Alexander. So Elsa Majimbo, I know from like TikTok and Instagram, she is a Black African young woman who is known for sort of being on camera looking kind of greasy with her hair and like messy braids, eating potato chips, telling jokes. And I think she's really funny and I think Shade did a pretty good job with her. As Ms. J. Alexander, I thought it was really off. Um, so that wasn't the best. Then Raja did, do you remember um, Waylon Flowers who used to have that m- puppet named Madam? Mm-hmm. No. Um, well, you'll recognize it when you see it. Raja did Madam the Puppet. I thought that was excellent. And then Raja did um, Diana Vreeland. And oh. aesthetically, he looked amazing. So, you know, Diana Vreeland was the previous editor of Vogue before um, Anna Wintour.
1: And I remember Robbie Turner did a very boring Diana Vreeland.
0: That's right. That's right. But Raja, the makeup and just it was phenomenal. I think Raja did so so well. Monet Exchange did Mike Tyson and Shanene Jenkins, who's the character Martin played on Martin. Um mm-hmm. as Mike Tyson, I thought Monet was really funny. And as Shanene, I thought Monet did a good job. But the clear, clear, clear winner of Snatch game was Jinx Monsoon. She did Natasha Leon and Judy Garland. And it was Natasha Lyonne. She had it all down. The look, the voice, the jokes were there. But her Judy Garland, that's the thing I've been watching on repeat. It is so funny. She basically takes over. She sings like two little songs during it. Like she just fully takes over to the point at the end where the queens are just laughing at her. So I thought that was really, really good. Of course, the Jinx is in the top with Trinity the Tuck. And then the runway theme is the Pleather Principle. So a play on Janet Jackson's The Pleasure Principle. So they had to wear outfits that um, incorporate pleather. They lip sync to that song, Rumor Has It by Adele. Jinx wins. And Jinx already said before, she's like, well, what makes sense is to block the person who has the most legendary legends badges, which would either be Monet or Shea. And Jinx picks Shay. So then, you know, they make everything about drama because then it's like, well, so that means you think Shay's more competition than Monet. It's like, girl, I mean. Well. Well, I mean, I would agree. But I, I, I do think um, Monet did really well. But anyway, um, I'm excited for you to catch up. Um, you'll miss next week's as well. So when you return, we'll be watching five altogether. <laughs> so that'll be, yeah. lot of, that'll be a lot of drag race for you. But um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's fun watching them. Um, they're all so talented. Their makeup, their costumes. It 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 is fun watching queens who are like at the top of the heap do what they do. Um, just really quickly, I started watching Legendary Season Three. Um, the one big change is Megan the Stallion is no longer a judge. They've switched.
1: Well, no.
0: <laughs> what did you say?
1: Well, I'm not interested then. Oh. <laughs> well That I don't yeah. want to know. Well, but I'm you
0: might, like, but I know you like the person who they replaced her with. They've oh, replaced geez. Megan the Stallion with Kiki Palmer.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's good. Wow. To
0: so <laughs> you're back on track. Yeah. Okay. And Kiki's cute. I mean, she's definitely, you know, Kiki has more personality than Megan the Stallion. So, mm-hmm. so she's fun. And then another new thing that you might find interesting is now all of the judges have a, um, they're given like a flag. So each judge gets one flag for the entire season. And if they feel like a house is eliminated unfairly, they can use that flag to bring the house back. So that means potentially four houses could be brought back.
1: Um, More episodes.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, Um, but I I mean, it's the production quality, the costuming, watching all these queer um, and trans people of color do what they do. In a very positive way is uh, is is a lot of fun. Oh, something else you might find interesting: the House of Labeja, who mm. was started by Pepper Labeja.
1: Well, um, no, uh, Pepper inherited Labeja from Crystal Labeja.
0: Yes, and then if people haven't seen the Crown, that's a really the Queen. I'm sorry, The the Queen. (laughs) That's a really Um, fun documentary, like a precursor to Paris is Burning, kind of. Yeah,
1: from 68, I think.
0: Yeah, but you might find it interesting that, you know, the the drag queen, Aja? Uh, Yeah, uh,
1: from Drag Race?
0: Yeah, she was on season whatever and then all-stars whatever. Aja is now trans and Aja is part of the House of LaBeija. So she's- So she's performing on Legendary. So that's Living. yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, okay. So moving on, I just want to give a shout out because I discovered. Are you aware of Pluto TV?
1: Yes, uh, I feel like that's how I had to watch the Hot Spot.
0: Oh, I had no idea what Pluto TV was, and then earlier last week. I accidentally like downloaded Pluto TV on our TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. so Cause I was, it said like, do you wanna update something? And I said, I accidentally clicked a yes and it was Pluto TV, so then it opened. And I didn't realize how much cool stuff is on there. They have like categories, there are so many movies. This is not an ad for Pluto TV, but they um, they have a, like a mystery science theater channel and mm-hmm. a rift Tracks channel. So I during my work week, I was listening to a lot of riff tracks. So that was fun. It, I'm sure I'm the only person in the world who didn't know what Pluto TV was. Moving on, I saw on Instagram that you posted or you made a video for someone.
1: I, I didn't post anything.
0: No, you didn't post it, but someone recorded you making a video for someone.
1: Yes, uh, I received an email uh, from a lovely uh, young Dutch lady named Marlus, who said her friend was a huge fan of our site and knew that I was in Cannes and asked if I would record a video, and I met her in the Palais and did just that, and I have not watched the video. Uh, Thank you. Okay, because I haven't had a lot of sleep, so. Well, you look good. Oh, oh. Merci beaucoup.
0: Um, what did you said? Dasnats or yeah, yeah, it's like bye, girl.
1: Oh, so that's what they say in Drag Race Holland. I I believe that was my understanding that that's what I was saying. So oh. but I think it, the, due to that nasal way,
0: dasnats.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that was I mean, nice of you. Yeah. Well, you know, Dutch is very guttural in the back of your throat, and I probably didn't. Pronounce it right, but whatever.
0: So I've heard, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, for this week, we don't have any additions to the Sorry to This Man category. And th- because we haven't filmed anything new, <laughs> although I am going to record my review, my solo review of Bob's Burger, the movie today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we haven't watched any movies for fun, really. I did want to say so, you know, I watched the real world homecoming. Um, series on Paramount Plus. So they did New York, Los Angeles, and then the newest one is New Orleans. So I watched New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have to say for anyone who is interested in these shows, uh, the New Orleans season is the best by far, so far. Um, They do have everyone back. So there's um, Melissa, Jamie, Danny, Matt, Julie, Kelly, Um, and David, but now David has changed his name to Tokyo. I know you didn't watch the real world New Orleans, right? I didn't watch any real world of any (laughs) kind. Well, I'm older than you. The real world was so formative for me, especially because of the gay cast members. So, you know, the first season they had Norm, then they had San Francisco with Pedro who was living with HIV. Then of course Miami had Dan and then New Orleans had Danny. And Danny, that season was one of the most popular ones and Danny was really probably the most integral figure because, and you might recall this, Danny was in a relationship with a man named Paul and Paul was in the military. This was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So it was very popular and it was all over like the magazines of like Danny, I mean there's a very popular advocate magazine cover with Danny sort of like shushing the camera, and then Paul has his back to the camera with his military outfit on, so. um, I remember really clinging on to these cast members because they were gay and there wasn't a lot of representation. What I wanted to say or I only wanted to say a few things about watching this because um, I don't have time to go into it. Number one, watching all these people. Oh, also Kelly is now married or she's been married for a long time to Scott Wolf. Do you know who that is? Sounds familiar. I think he's on Party of Five.
1: Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I remember. I couldn't think of who that man was, but they kept saying like, well, we all know she's married to Scott Wolf. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. But um, so a few things, David changed his name to Tokyo. David is now like reformed. He's a really chill, introspective guy. So I'm really pleased to see him do better. Um, Melissa still annoying. Julie's crazy as hell, but comment number one, these people love to be barefoot. And I just don't understand (laughs) because we don't really walk around barefoot. You always have socks on. Um, I always have sandals on or socks. I don't know. I, it's just weird watching people be, and they're not even in their own house. They're in a house. They're all sharing, not with
1: just, unless somebody's washing the floor every day.
0: Right. And then like your dirty feet all up on the couch and on the bed. Mm -mm. No ma'am, but that was my first thought. But my second thought was, so there are two big issues going on this season. One is that Julie, um, we find out that they haven't, she has not several of the cast members haven't spoken to her in like two decades because right after they got off the show and you know, a lot of real world cast members back in the day, they would make a lot of money after the show finished doing like college tours. So Julie wrote le- wrote letters to some of the colleges trying to get some of her cast members fired so that she could get the work. So that's, that's a point of contention. But um, they talk a lot about race. Um, they, they have some really effective, I think, conversations about race and sexuality. But something that got me really emotional watching it, well, two things. One is like, you know, I think Dan from the real world Miami and Danny from real world New Orleans were very much like in my mind as a teenager. And then in college of like what I, like I fantasize that I could be that kind of gay person, which is funny because I've, you know, had the opportunity to meet one of them and get to know one of them. <laughs> and then the other one I'm now seeing 22 years later and they're both a fucking wreck. And I think it's funny well I mean it is what it is and I think it's funny like how we like project or not like we almost like idolize or worship people who we think you know I think you know me I think everyone's better than me I think everyone's smarter better looking and then to sort of get to know people and realize like we all have I mean it's not about me talking shit it's mainly like we all have issues and we all have Yeah. So I think watching Danny, he also brings up um, his diagnosis of having CPTSD. So complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And he explains what that is, which is sort of, you know, PTSD is generally, um, it generally revolves around a singular trauma, right? But complex PTSD revolves around like a series of traumas. And so for him, it was really being on this show, not having any privacy. And then the thing that really was emotional to me was his relationship with Paul lasted many years after the show ended. But for many years until Obama um, signed to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell, he really had to keep his relationship with Paul a secret. So, but everyone knew who he was because he was very popular. So he said that they really couldn't, for years they were in a relationship where they couldn't like be out. Even if they went out to the grocery store, they'd have to like be separate. So all the trauma surrounding that, and then the fact that they sort of had a toxic relationship, but he felt like he had to stay with him because what their relationship represented to the gay community. So I thought, That's not the part that made me emotional. The part that made me emotional was that they hadn't spoken in several many years. But of course, it's a TV show and they need to bring in something. So they bring in Paul. So they meet for the first time in years after they had this terrible breakup, after being together for years and going through this extraordinary experience. And just watching them together, it was just so sad. Like two people who were so involved with each other are now like, barely familiar like there was no there was no warmth between them it just blew my mind but then I was thinking well I don't have many exes who I well I mean, I don't have any exes I actually cared about but you know but then I think like oh if I broke up with you or you broke up with me and then I saw you 10 years later after not seeing you like I can't imagine just being like hey <laughs> like I mean literally they were just like No feelings. That was hard to watch. Yeah. That was hard to watch. Um, And to know that, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about that too much, but just knowing like how people get into relate. It made me think like, I know many people who've gotten into relationships on the base. Like an example would be like marrying someone for like an immigration status. And you may actually love them, but there's that extra thing that you're obligated to that's kind of like hanging over your head. Mm -hmm. That kind of reminds me of what Paul and Danny went through. Like, they had this very public relationship and there's a component to it that could get one of them in trouble. So it adds all this stress to it, which kind of reminds me of like people I know who have done that regarding like immigration status
1: like or for for kids to stay together because of kids or
0: for kids yeah 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 so just anything that adds that extra stress um yeah i mean it's just hard but yeah i got very emotional watching these two people sort of sit on a couch next to each other and they were just like hey girl Mm. yeah and danny looks you know, I thought he was so attractive in 2000 and now he just looks, so, he literally is like shaking. Like he has anxiety and he's, hes he looks kind of frail. And it's just interesting how my perception of him and even the other Dan from Miami, like how I, how I saw those people when I was a teenager or in college and then seeing or knowing them as a whole ass adult. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> whatever okay but the real star of this podcast today is you because we want to hear all about the can oh no you wanted to talk about projects of interest Mm
1: -hmm. well yeah the the uh, can film market the marché is going on right now so every time there's a film market there are tons of high profile projects that are announced so which i haven't even been able to excuse me really keep up with um oh in projects for er, films for fun on the plane over i watched uh la belle Epoque with uh fanny Ardant, for which she won her second caesar for in 2019 and uh days of thunder with tom cruise and nicole kidman which i'd never seen before oh what did you think of that Mm, i mean technically it's better it's from tony scott who did top gun technically it's better than that but it's still Oh, speaking of that, I you know I had a dentist appointment yesterday, so mm-hmm. I while I was in the chair, I had to watch Top Gun again. <laughs> the original? Oh yeah, clearly. yeah Tommy, Tommy cruz was just uh, here on the red carpet for Top Gun Maverick. I saw that. He looks good. I heard that they cut out uh, Nicole from all uh, the tribute segments. Oh, he's Whatever. mad. It's okay. Whatever. Um. Yes, but anyway, uh, yeah. And on the plane here, uh, a, a Romanian woman who apparently has never been on a plane before, uh, <laughs> we had to get into um, a heated situation because she thought that you can't, I. she didn't understand that she could put her seat back. So when I was forced to put mine back, you know, because it's a domino effect, uh, she was very upset and was getting violent and aggressive. <laughs> wait, 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 so upon Landing, you have to put your seat back. No, when, you know, if the person in front of you puts their seat back, then if you need need space, you know, you need to put your own seat back because otherwise so, you have no space. So, so you put your seat back and then she didn't want to put her seat back? She, she didn't. I don't think she knew that she could. So she was, in, instead of, yeah, she just was uh, hitting the back of my seat aggressively for not that long cuz i'm like this is going to stop but uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh a flight attendant had to come over several of them because she didn't speak english and she didn't speak what uh, i'm trying to i remember i'm trying to wait, wait wait wait
0: wait so you put your seat back she starts hitting it and then what do you do
1: like i just put my hands up like what am i supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> so, did you call like the flight attendant button or? No, I marched my ass back there because they were eating. <laughs> I'm like, one of y'all needs to come here and talk to this lady behind me. um And then I think three or four of them spoke to her and then she finally was okay. But it's like, have you never been on a plane before? <laughs> I don't know. She's very upset. And then I, I, then I spent the rest of the flight thinking like, what if this bitch is like uh, that old lady in the bank and drag me to hell? (laughs) Well, you don't believe in that. So. I don't. And I laughed, but uh, I did think of that. Okay. But projects of interest. Oh, and then on my walk back to the flat just now, I ran right into Ruben Ostlund who made eye contact. Wait, who's that? major swedish director who won the palm for his last film and his new movie just premiered here triangle of sadness which is the talk of town and all of can as spade dinaway would say um okay mr rica project um projects yeah. of interest project of interest uh mariel heller who directed that mr rogers movie as well as uh uh can you ever forgive me? With Melissa McCarthy is directing Night Bitch with Amy Adams uh, about a woman who ba- turns into a dog. Uh, that I believe is a remake of a film I saw at Sundance a few years ago called Bitch. Oh, I saw a post about that because someone was making fun of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the addition of Night Bitch. Uh, New- did you tell me? Didn't you tell me about a movie you saw where? No, we saw a movie where a woman, like turns into a dog it's like a family and like the husband and wife and then like the wife literally turns into the dog isn't it bitch we saw this movie though uh maybe it's several years ago now but now this new person's making a movie called night bitch yeah i think it i think it's a remake oh maybe it's a remake of the movie we already saw
1: yeah that's what i think Oh, okay, yes, yes. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Catherine Deneuve has a new project, which is exciting to me. Co-starring Andrea Riseborough, called Funny Birds. Uh, During the Berlin Film Festival, Isabelle Perret announced she would be doing the next Francois Zone project. And that uh, is filming right now, and it's called Madeline. And it's co-starring Danny Boone, who I can't stand. Uh, He's kind of like the French Adam Sandler and he, he reminds me of Maurice Chevalier, just a string of stereotypes. But anyway, they're in the new uh, Cynthia Rivo is uh, producing, and I think starring in the new, the, the English language debut of Anthony Chen called Drift, uh, which is based on a book that sounds really good. Uh, the Australian director, David Michaud, uh, who directed Animal Kingdom and The Rover with Robert Pattinson. Uh, he has a new project that sounds interesting called Wizards. Uh, and it's co-starring Franz Rogowski, who you know from Undina and Pete Davidson as a pair of stoners, I believe. The young man with the hair lip. Yeah, and uh, that the gay film. The Great uh, Freedom or Great Freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn Ramsey uh, is a favorite and she is uh, directing a Margaret Atwood adaptation. Atwood, of course, wrote The Handmaid's Tale uh, called Stone Mattress, that's going to start Julianne Moore and Sandra Oh. Uh, this is really exciting to me. Uh, you, you, do you know who Sylvia Cristal was? Kind of a erotic, uh, technically an actor, but she was known for the, a series of films called Emmanuel, which are basically softcore porn from the 70s. Uh, that's being remade, starring Lea Seydoux, uh, directed by Audrey Dewan, who just watched her film Happening, uh, and written by Rebecca Zlatowski, who is a writer-director I like quite a bit as well. Uh, the Fabulous Four uh, is gonna be directed by Jocelyn Morehouse who uh, did A Thousand Acres uh, in The Dressmaker, but she, and I think she's married to the guy that did Muriel's wedding. I think she's married to PJ Hogan. Anyway, it's gonna start Susan Strand and Bette Midler and Megan Mullally. And I don't know who the fourth would be of those fabulous people. Um, L- Olivia Coleman and Jess Buckley of The Lost Daughter have a new project called Wicked Little Letters. Um, there's a Catalan director I like a lot. Agusti Villaronga has a new project called Lolly Tormenta. His first film was really good called In a Glass Cage. Uh, Thomas Bidigan has a new film called Suddenly. And then James Marsh is directing a Samuel Beckett biopic starring Sandrine Bonner. Hmm. Well, um, there is unfortunately an entry in the obituary section. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go ahead and speak on that person? Uh, Vangelis died uh, this past week he was 79 and um, his contributions to film uh, a lot of like fabulous compositions including the score for Blade Runner and I believe Chariots of Fire among many others that's you know even if you think you don't know him or even those films you've heard that music somewhere. (laughs) All right so
0: I know you're tight on time because you keep a very full schedule, allegedly.
1: So um, do you want to- I I have receipts. You just need to go look at I on Cinema and you can- I don't need to do shit. Okay. (laughs) I know you don't, but if you were, there's- uh, there's Um, Do you want to talk? Oh, go ahead. I said the proof is in the pudding. There are the the results of my labors are there in print, but thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Do you want to talk about uh, Are there any like
1: COVID protocols that you have to follow there? (laughs) It's just a free for all. Oh my god! 99% of people are not wearing masks in any of these theaters and they are jam-fucking-packed. So it's interesting, it's real interesting. Um, Whole ass adults just coughing, sneezing and don't- I hope you're wearing a mask in the theater.
0: Yeah, but- I don't believe it. You know, do you have receipts for that? Do you have receipts for that? (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you post some pictures of you in the theater with a mask on? Why don't you do that? I haven't, posted, I haven't taken
1: any selfies. I haven't posted anything.
0: Uh, yeah, you don't have any yeah. receipts for that. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So it,
1: it's just back to normal then, I guess. I know, but I believe I'd have to take a, a test to come back to the U.S. Well, good luck. Thanks. Yeah, I need it. Uh, but yeah, people just don't seem to... There, there are people that truly do seem like they care but it's
0: interesting I don't know well I mean no one cares here so I don't know why they would care over there (laughs) I mean no even in the hospital, or you know I was at the hospital earlier or this morning hospital I was in the hospital but at urgent care not in the emergency room um and yeah like so many people had to be told to put a mask on like the one place where we know for sure people are sick and you still don't wear a mask, like Jesus Christ. Um, okay, and then you're, you're staying in the place you normally stay
1: mm-hmm. because this is your, what, ninth time there? It would be 10th, but, you know, 2020 didn't happen. But yeah, the, technically I've been coming for since 2013. And um, the walk from where you're staying to where the movies are happening is how long? Well, there you know there are theaters. There are several different venues, but the main drag, the Palais and the WC theaters, that I see most of things in, is probably um, eight minutes. Uh, the thing that I'm going to be signing off for in a bit to go see is a little bit closer. And yeah. what have you been eating? Uh, lots of fruit uh, and pizza every other day. I try not to have pizza because I try to have like one meal a day, uh, but in the morning I'll have a couple pieces of fruit and coffee and then have to run off. Uh, That's also when I am not able to complete um, my writing at night, I have to wake up in the morning to do it. So, because breaks during the day are usually, I, I need more than an hour to write something solid how have you been sleeping? Uh, I get about four and a half to five hours a night. So not bad. Um, I filed 24 pieces and I have i don't even know how many films I've seen now, but I'll probably be mid fifties to close to 60 range. Probably i actually maybe even over that. Uh, I've been very, I've been seeing five a day. Well, that, sounds like,
0: that sounds like a nightmare, but um why don't you tell us? I, I, I need to empty my bladder. So, why don't you start by telling us? Well, you don't have much time left. Do you just want to say, like, some things that you saw that you loved, or some like the, the best thing you saw, the worst thing you saw, and what you're looking forward to? Because we're going to do a full recap. So, you don't need to go through everything. Sure. Okay. So, go ahead. You're I'm, not gonna... I'm,
1: look, I'm just going <laughs> to. I can hear you. Yeah, but okay. I hear you. Do you hear me? It's all uh, What if I what
0: if I told you I'm peeing in a cup so I can hear you? And <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I I still wouldn't think you would care, but um <laughs> The first film I saw was probably the best, which is part of the Cannes classic section, which was uh, John Eustache's classic, The Mother and the Whore, uh, starring Jean-Pierre Leode and Francoise Lebrun and Bernadette Lafont, uh, which is damn near a perfect film. And I haven't seen it since on a... VHS copy since 2005. So that was a three hour and 40 minute treat, uh, which I would love to have a movie night for. Uh, and at the screening were Leo and LeBron and uh, Gaspar Noe, who of course is okay. directed in Vortex. Um, what else did, did I tell like? him I
0: liked uh, his movie? Hmm? Did you tell him I liked his movie? <laughs> who?
1: Gaspar. I didn't talk to him, he was there. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, uh, <laughs> I, I liked, didn't love Tchaikovsky's wife, uh, directed by Kirill Serebrennikov. But there were interesting things I did like in it. Uh, James Gray's new film Armageddon Time uh, I thought was uh, a, a nice little intimate film, although dealing with issues of race that I, you know, again, I feel like is something that white people need to see. Uh, I liked EO, the Skolomowski, which has a nice cameo from Isabelle Huppert, but is mostly an experimental film about a donkey that's kind of a remake of Al-Hassar Balthazar. Um, I really liked uh, Corsage, starring Vicky Creeps. I loved uh, Mia Hansen Love's new film, One Fine Morning, starring Lea Seydoux, uh, which is very reminiscent of her earlier film, Things to Come which you have seen starring Isabelle Huppert. Uh, I was very cool on the George Miller film, 3000 Years of Longing with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Although uh, Idris, I found amusing in it uh, as a gin or a genie basically. Uh, Triangle of Sadness is fun. Uh, The Ruben Ostland, I think that when you finally see it, you'll get a kick out of it. I really liked Christian Munju. Of the competition films I've seen thus far, uh, I probably liked Christian Munju's film, RMN, which I saw last night. Uh, The Quentin Dupieux was fun, Smoking Makes You Cough. And- (laughs) Yes, uh, it does maybe shoes. all the people i'll never be i saw this afternoon i quite like that uh ali Abbasi's uh holy spider he directed border which i'm still trying to get you to watch uh, his new film is about uh a serial killer in iran who's killing sex workers which of course was not filmed in iran because you could not make a film like that there It was filmed, shot in jordan uh but that is a decent little thriller i don't it doubles down on some things that i thought it didn't need to but yeah, I, I, I did like it. Uh, I saw a screener for a Chilean film I quite liked, it's called 1976. Uh, I saw an immediate camp classic with Arnaud de Plachon's latest film called Brother and Sister, which is catastrophically bad. <laughs> uh, not, there's not one ounce of anyone having a genuine human experience in that film. And it is- What is it about? It's about a brother and sister that hate each other then haven't spoken in 20 years. And then their parents get in a major car accident are about to die, and they're kind of forced to interact again. And it is just it's it's just insanely terrible. I don't know. Just every every line of dialogue. It's it's like late period Liz Taylor and Dick Burton, where they're just screaming at each other. Like, like if Zulowski had directed um, boom. Starring Liz Taylor and Dick Burton, uh, but not any fun, <laughs> really. Oh, so you would not recommend it. Well, I do want to watch it again with people because all I did was uh, sit and kind of giggle through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I actually couldn't believe how bad it was in my in my mind. Uh, and I've had conversations where people are like, well, of course, you know, he's a that's a director who is at the level of, of course, he would be making Specific choices, and I believe that he is. He's making very clear choices. It's just that uh, it's from somebody that's out of touch with reality. Hmm. But yeah, so that's that's a kind of a minor, a very minor rundown. There's still five more days of films uh, that to, to see. So well, well, well.
0: Um. So we'll probably. You'll talk more next Sunday about can, and then we'll do a video for YouTube, um, like your top 10. And then I'm sure you'll throw in your worst. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to keep it short. Is there anything else you wanna mention? No, How much okay. you miss me or?
1: Oh yes, of course. Well, I mean, privately, I've told you all of those things.
0: I You haven't told me that since you've been gone.
1: do i need to i'm gonna take screenshots of the text oh so now so
0: now this is the love and hip hop reunion episode where they pull out screenshots of uh
1: (laughs) those ladies will print uh their text messages to bring them on the tv show well your memory so sir sir your memory is que terrible so you know that uh yes of course i miss you and i I believe i said that earlier today anyhow Mm -hmm. like, uh, see, well, I, well I, I, you
0: know i've been having to be here all alone sick so it you know it's been hard it's been hard
1: well you do have a kind of a fragile constitution but uh i'm sorry that you're you're ill <laughs>
0: <laughs> a fragile constitution
1: it, it was bad. It,
0: it's so bad because it's like I, you know how i am like i don't feel well so then like saturday it's just like like, I just gave up. I'm just not going to get out of the bed. <laughs> yes. Like, and then I'm, I'm like, I could, and then I started thinking, what if I just die here? Then I'm here all week. Because <laughs> I'm not going
1: to get up. <laughs> oh, my God. Then yeah, i did you take a COVID test, which are on the bottom floor of the house? And you're like, I haven't. Right,
0: there. yeah, because I, I, then,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, because our bedrooms, for people who don't know, our bedroom's
0: on the fourth floor, but then our COVID tests are on the first floor and I had no energy, I had no energy. So it took me an entire day to make my way down <laughs> to take the COVID test, which was negative. Um, yeah, and the poor cat, I didn't change her litter for two days. So then she got mad and shit on the floor, but we're back on track. We're back on oh, track. That's
1: good. That's you're improving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel better-ish now. They gave me some new medication. So, um, yeah. Um, so I should be, I should be good.
1: Good. It sounds so cryptic, but that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. No. I miss you, and uh, it, it's. I feel like I've been here forever. And uh, as much as I love doing this, it's always like in the thick of it. You know, when you're five movies in for the day, it's like, oh, wish we'd have like a day break in between. Like, well, you know,
0: you made your own schedule, so you could have made a day break. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I don't want to wait a year to see these things. Like, I, like to be part of the conversation, you have to see. Because even coming home, I'm going to be asked by people, like, did you see this? And it'll be, like, one of the three movies I didn't see in one particular section. And it's like, well, 97%. It's just, it's that kind of feeling. But I can't relate. I know.
0: But good, but good for you. Someone has to do it. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> you watch more movies than most people. I know, yes. So who's who's watching
1: more movies than you telling you, oh, you didn't watch this? Nobody's telling me, but it's just kind of like, you know, when people, when outsiders ask, like, did you see this? And it's like, oh, of course, like the one thing I didn't see. I think that's a mental illness, but we don't have
0: time for that. Um, Do you have a quote for us? No, I haven't. (laughs) Are you reading anything?
1: Are you reading anything? (laughs) I am I'm still reading that Carson McCullers because I've barely had any time to read this is <laughs> now you know fun. how I feel now you know how I feel when you ask me that shit like no yeah but I'm seeing the equivalent of like 13 to 15 hours of cinema a day and still slowly reading something sir. yeah well you know living with you is the equivalent of watching uh all those movies and running around town <laughs> Let me tell you, it is not. It, it, if I, if we had did a Freaky Friday situation and you did my can schedule, you wouldn't make it past the first day. You would, you would just, you would quit. You would quit and then you'd get fired. You wouldn't be able, because you wouldn't, you couldn't do it. I know you couldn't. Oh, God. I double Dutch dare you. You could not do this. Well, then don't we make a good pair. Uh-huh.
0: You don't sound convinced. <laughs>
1: uh- uh- i have 14 years of uh in my belts that should convince you otherwise but (laughs) (laughs) we are are past the time that i agreed to be online right now oh well um i bid you adieu uh, bye love you bye love you bye (laughs)